I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Today we've got a crazy entitled parent story about a parent who just lets their kid do anything. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, should I tell my school about my mom? My mom and I got into a verbal fight yesterday because she was being rude to McDonald's workers, cussing at them, talking about them to their faces and just being a Karen because we had to wait 10 minutes for our food. I was upset at her because 1. It was embarrassing, and 2. She was being so horrible to workers that really couldn't help the wait. In the car, she was saying stuff like, I'm going to call McDonald's and complain, and how she would never let any of my family eat there to boycott them, to which I responded yes, because our 9.59 missing would really affect their business, in a mocking tone because she was being ridiculous. She acted by hitting me, scratching me, and pulling my hair. After she left massive red welts on my face, I said I was going to tell my dad, who's currently abroad. She said if I told my dad or my brother and didn't learn to shut the freak up, she would pull me out of one of my hobbies and never let me do it again. Clarification, I know this is strange, but I still love my mom. I don't want her to get taken away from me, I just want her to get help. The reason I made this post is because I know if I tell my school, they'll tell CPS, or the British version of that, but I don't know how else I can convince her to get help. I just feel awful for OP because they feel like they have to essentially put up with this because they don't want to lose their mom. But I think almost everybody can agree, OP should not have to put up with this at all. Our next story is, Entitled Parent forces me to let my little brother use my computer, then he breaks it. Background info, I'm 13 and I study computer science, so I love my computer as it's my main hobby to code things and other nerdy stuff. My little brother's 10 years old and is a little brat who plays video games all day. Alright, so I was at home minding my own business when my brother storms in our shared room, sadly, and demands I let him on my computer that I worked my butt off to buy. I mowed lawns and other work I can do for my age. I tell him no, and he takes his spoiled butt to my dad and starts crying, saying I'm bullying him and not sharing. My dad won't have it. He immediately yells at me, saying if I don't give him it, he'll take it away, so I just let him use it. I give him an hour. I leave the room to relax for 20 minutes, and then he comes in and says, can you help me? Something happened. And I was gonna lose it if what I think happened did. And guess what? It did happen. He installed a virus on my computer trying to get FNF mods or something. I have no idea what that is too, don't worry. And ruined it. I immediately unplugged the computer, reset all of my passwords, and then told my dad about this. My dad said, just buy a new one. And I reply, I can magically pull $200 out of my butt. And I told him my little brother will pay for it with his birthday money. And my dad says, you guessed it. No, he's too young to be giving his money out. Lesson learned, never let spoiled brats use your stuff. This is definitely one of those distant parents that just probably do the barest of the barest minimum. 
like enough to say they are your parents and do what they need to do, but also really aren't your parents. If I were OP, I would daydream them getting an iPad so they can just hand that over to the other brother and let them totally wreck that. The problem is, once they wreck it, they'll probably move back to wanting your stuff and the parents want you to be responsible for it essentially. Also, hi, I'm Steven and if you can't get enough of hearing about these entitled parents, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, Entitled Mother Walks Away and Leaves Me Alone With Her Special Needs Child. I, 29-year-old female, work at a place where we stretch people, literally lay them on benches and stretch them. It's like physical therapy but for stretching. Our clientele ranges from older people looking to regain mobility to middle school athletes. For the most part, I enjoy it. We have this one teenage boy who's brought in two times a week and appears to be disabled. I don't know his exact diagnosis, nor is it any of my business. His mom brings him in, and from what I can tell, he can't communicate effectively or do anything on his own. He usually works with one or two of my male colleagues, who we'll call MC1 and MC2. Both of them have built an excellent rapport with him, especially MC1, and he seems comfortable with both of them. Last week, he ended up on my schedule for the first time. MC1 was scheduled to leave right before he arrived, and MC2 was working with someone else. I was surprised, but really wanted things to go smoothly, so I had MC1 give me tips on working with him. MC1 even waited for the kid and his mom to arrive to introduce the kid to me personally. Even getting him settled on the table took some work, but the second I did, his mom walked out the door. As in, left her special needs child alone with someone he was unfamiliar with. I'm not a healthcare worker. I'm not a social worker. I'm not a special educator. I don't know his diagnoses. I don't know anything about his care beyond the fact that he comes in two times a week to get stretched. If he has some sort of outburst or episode, I wouldn't know what to do. She was gone for a good 20 minutes before she came back, saying she went to the nearby grocery store. Sessions are 50 minutes. She spent the entire rest of the session in the corner on her phone completely ignoring us. At one point I needed him to situate himself diagonally and he didn't understand. So I'm waving at her and eventually had to shout to get her attention. We finished the session okay but I was secretly pretty annoyed. We are not a babysitting service. We are not a caretaking facility. Leaving your severe special needs child alone with someone he just met for the first time doesn't sit right with me. Am I overreacting? I definitely don't think OP's overreacting, but I also feel like maybe this entitled mother feels comfortable or is kind of just assuming you have the capability to deal with these kids. The thing I didn't see OP mention that I'm curious about is whether or not they actually mentioned their concerns with the parent. I mean, obviously, they weren't there for the first 20 minutes, but after the fact, they were. I would definitely share your concerns with whatever management. Hopefully, they would understand. Our next story is, an entitled mother attacked our teacher because her entitled kid threw a rock to one of the classes in our local university. So, this happened today at lunch break. Right before the class ended, a 12-year-old kid threw a big rock in the size of a hand to a class full of expensive equipment. The teacher who's in charge of that class came out furious and catches the kid and drags him to the director's room. The mother saw her kid getting dragged to the university, attacked the teacher inside the uni, claiming that he's kidnapping her child, threatening to call the police for a kidnapping attempt. 
The teacher scolded her for what her son did. She kept screaming, he's only 12, he didn't do anything wrong, and then slapped him. I couldn't hear the rest of the conversation because literally everyone was outside watching the mother slapping the teacher. The father came at that time trying to reason about what's happening. I wasn't able to watch the entire drama because the other teacher sent us all back to class, but I can conclude that that kid is getting one heck of a beating back home. 100% the cops should have been called here as soon as this got physical. I mean, granted, whether or not the kid did throw the rock, they shouldn't be dragging the kid around if they were, like, physically dragging or pushing the kid. But once the mom got involved and it got especially physical, the cops probably should have been involved. Our next story is, Entitled Mother Demands I Tutor Her Child. I'm an English teacher, love the job, I mostly love my students and their parents. I feel blessed that most parents are good people, they're worried about their children in progress, can be angry but can always be reasoned with. I get positive feedback on my teaching and managing my classes and the students. Parents are generally happy with me. Unfortunately, I still have to deal with entitled parents from time to time, the Karens of parenthood. This year, I have four classes of last year's students. They'll take their exams and with a bit of luck, I can shake their hands at graduation and wish them the best in their future education and life when they get their diploma. To get to that point, they still need to take exams for their subjects, mine included. They can work in digital books or in their regular paper-bound ones. I don't really care what works best for them. I also don't mind tutoring, but I have my conditions. You do your homework, you pay attention, if or when you think you understand, you can start on the homework. You do not interrupt me when I'm talking and explaining. You ask questions. Basically, the basics of what a student should do. This class knows exactly what the days and times are of their test, including the material. I made those dates known two months in advance, as I know that some really need or could use that time. I've uploaded everything in Google Classroom concerning the materials of the last three tests, along with links and materials for extra practice. Enter Entitled Student. Entitled Student doesn't work on my subject in class. I have corrected him numerous times, sent numerous emails to his parents and team lead about his behavior, and have had many meetings with all parties involved. Promises are made by him and his parents about bettering himself. He knows and understands that what he does isn't good for him and doesn't help create a healthy learning environment. For added info, he doesn't have any learning difficulties, mental health issues, or anything. This behavior was known in primary school and the years before. School isn't a priority, his own words. I've offered tutoring on the previously named conditions and told him that with his current behavior, he can't get my tutoring. He's free to ask other teachers, but at the risk, they'll ask me about him, refer him back to me, and or refuse him. Both him and his parents understand that and have said so. They agreed with what was said. To the story, exams are coming up. He has not done a thing. Every piece of advice has been given and a lot has been practiced. They are drilled and drilled on all the strategies, tricks, and everything they might encounter. Then, the week before the holidays, there are no classes. Students can make appointments with teachers or teachers to invite students for extra help, etc. I've sent two different emails to two different groups per class. Both students and parents got this email. One, saying that said student is more than welcome to come at XYZ time if needed, but I need to know if a student comes and what they want to know so I can provide material. 
I sent a couple of links with extra material to practice for good measure. I sent another email to another group per class. I basically told the parents and students that although I'm disappointed that they didn't do the work in and for class for the exams, I'm willing to tutor them at so and so time in this week. Same amount of time as the students who did put in the effort, along with material and links. Why did I do this? Quite simple. I want my students to pass. Some were lazy because they had good grades and understanding of the material. However, some don't and are just lazy. I don't want them to fail and then retake the year. Also, it puts me in the parents' and school's good books. You know, in case things do go to heck. The same information is also posted in their Google Classroom space. I get several responses thanking me for my time and effort, especially for those who didn't do a thing in class. Three students took me up on the offer. They came, we discussed some things, and they practiced some more. So the week for tutoring ends, time slots are over, and then it happens. I got an email from Entitled Parent, EP, mother to Entitled Student, last Friday evening. She wanted to know if there was another possibility for her son to have some tutoring. Since I needed to reply to a different email, I also responded to Entitled Parent and told her no. The holidays start on Monday, this Monday, lasts for two weeks, Mondays are my day off. Tuesday, I'm not at school due to private matters, husband has surgery, I'm taking him, and Wednesday is the test for my subject. He's had the entire week to come to the different times stipulated in Google Classroom and the email. For good measure, I asked if a colleague wanted to help in our teacher group chat. Three said that they wouldn't mind. I suggest to Entitled Mother to email these colleagues of mine and see if one of them has time on Monday or Tuesday before the exam on Wednesday. On Saturday, Entitled Parents sent an email to me demanding that I tutor her son, Entitled Son. Her reasoning? He needs it, so I should just do it. He's my student and it's my job. No one else is. I've got holidays now, so I should have plenty of time to help her son out. I don't respond. It's my holiday, and after two near burnouts, I've learned my lesson about not working in the holidays. It's Wednesday now, and this woman has sent no less than 22 emails. I just had contact with a colleague who's like the team lead of my department of students. He is pissed and will deal with it. I'm so glad that this parent doesn't have my number. You can honestly tell that OP is an awesome teacher. They do whatever they can and give honestly way too many chances for their kids to fix a terrible year of lazing around. It's just no surprise though that these kids who have done nothing all year or coasted, coast right through all of those olive branches. Sadly, it seems like their parents are the ones putting up more fight than the kids. This next story is Extreme Parentification. When I was 14 years old, and only 3 months into my freshman year of high school, my mother pulled me out of school and made me do online school because I got into an altercation with my manipulative principal. I didn't attend all 4 years of high school and was also forced into even more of a caretaking role to my 6 younger siblings, 2 of which are disabled. At the moment, I'm trying to finish my math GED because I ended up not finishing the online program my parents enrolled me in. I'm incredibly sad about the fact that I never got to be a teenage girl and I'm never going to ever be one again. All my younger siblings got to go to school except for me, and it's just not fair. I've been no contact with my family for a year, and I don't think that's ever going to change. I don't think anybody could possibly blame OP for cutting off their family when they were robbed of their childhood. It's sad because with a lot of people... 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Like that, I think it's honestly something I think can stick with them their entire life. Just chasing that childhood that they missed out on. Our next story is entitled mom trying to own my property. This is a very complicated story and not sure if they are the entitled ones or me. My parents acquired several assets a long time ago. At some point, they were almost broken due to my mom's bad decisions. In order to protect the assets, the best option was to put everything in my name, as I was the only minor at that time in the family. I wasn't even 10 and there's at least a 10-year gap with my sisters. But my mom, who never wanted to have me, decided that everything should be in my sibling's name. Moving time forward, when I was still underaged, my aunt by my dad's side decided to gift him a property but because she didn't like my mom, the property ended up under my name. There's a couple of stories, not sure which one is true, regarding this property. Story 1, my dad's dad brought the property. At some point he was short of cash, so he asked my dad for money. He did give it to him even if he had several kids and was already married. My mom was not happy about it and my dad's dad could pay the mortgage. Nobody knows if my grandfather returned the money. Some people said that Aunt A took it with Uncle B, not married siblings. When my grandfather died, A inherited the property. There were conflicts with the will and later on she gave it to me. Story 2, my dad bought it as a gift to my grandfather when he was still single and had no kids. My dad paid the mortgage all his life even after he married my mom and had kids. The property was always in my grandfather's name, and when he died, A inherited it and later on she gave it to me. My parents have lived in the property several years. They no longer live there. They've put money onto that and they don't pay rent at all, but they cover the maintenance costs. That was the verbal agreement that I had with them. Now, my sister bought a property badly in the same city. The property is nice, it's just in the same building than her in-laws. She's quite old and the banks won't give her a mortgage now, over 50. Having a property in that building has caused a lot of problems to my sister and she would like to have a different property so she's no longer too close to her in-laws. 
On the other hand, my mom has always considered my property as her property, and she wants to give a property in that city to my sister A. But she can't do it because she doesn't have the money to buy another one, and I won't put it in my sister's name. Another agreement is that we'll keep whatever's in our name, so I don't get anything but that property, which actually comes from A, not my parents. My dad also owns half of another property. My mom tried to buy the rest from B and put it under my sister's name, but B put a very high price. I think he didn't want to sell it like that. So question is, who's the entitled one here? Am I the entitled one because I don't want to give away the property? In other words, does the property really belong to my parents or my mom? So I kind of understand why OP is struggling with this one a bit, mainly because this is property that as far as the title goes was transferred to OP's name, but there had been people living there for a long time until that point who had been maintaining it and paying for whatever. So it's a weird thing where it's like, would OP be the jerk for staking this claim in that property that other people have taken care of and lived in for so long just because the title was passed to them? Or is it rich of the other people to assume that they have any kind of negotiating power when it comes to that property? At the end of the day, it's OP's property and they have every right to do with it what they want. But it probably won't make everyone happy and it probably won't be easy doing what you want to do with it. This next story is, Entitled Mom is very upset that store owner spoke to her son about the board games he was throwing on the floor. This was a review left for one of my local gaming slash tabletop stores. Store's been open for less than a year with over a hundred five-star reviews raving about the owners and store alike. Elizabeth, two out of five stars. We went in with our three kids to look for a new game to add to our collection. The selection they have is amazing and well curated with games and accessories for everyone. My apprehension for going back is, I don't feel like my kids were welcome there. I have a three-year-old and he acts like one. While there, I had to talk to him quite a few times to keep his hands to himself. I tried to always keep my eyes on him and stay near him, but again, kids will be kids. After a bit, we were asked by a retailer to make sure our son, insert name of son here, which they called him by his name because we obviously had been telling him not to touch things, kept his hands off of the merchandise. I understand the need to have merchandise that isn't broken or opened, and I made sure that didn't happen. He was touching things and even knocked some puzzles and games off of their displays, but he didn't rip anything open. He didn't throw anything on the ground, he didn't break anything. He was just a curious kid who was perhaps a bit bored. It's hard at the best of times to shop with children, but to be made to feel like you aren't doing enough or trying hard enough to look after your children doesn't make you feel welcome or wanted. We went in planning on purchasing a board game, but left soon after the encounter because of how we were made to feel. My question is, do they have children? Have they raised a child themselves? It's not as easy as you might think it is to get kids to listen, especially when they're young. Response from the owner a month ago, Elizabeth, we put tremendous effort into making Store a welcome haven for gamers of many ages and interests. And I'm sorry we fell short of that mark for you during the around 50 minutes you and your family spent here. I don't think this is the proper forum, or to anyone's benefit, to detail why I felt the need to politely address you with the behaviors that were exhibited at the store. I will just point readers to our other reviews and encourage them and their families to visit and decide for themselves. Respectfully, Owner of Store I agree with the owner that Elizabeth's review says more about her than it does about the store owner. 
Yeah, if I was looking at reviews for a game store and I saw an exchange like this, they might deserve my business. Like, they seem like they've got a good head on their shoulders. The obvious clue is he said that they were in there with their three-year-old for 50 minutes. So it's like, it's one thing. Imagine your kids, you know, walking around, touching everything while you're in there, but you were almost in there for an hour. A toddler can cause a surprising amount of destruction in an hour. Our next story is most entitled parents slash people I have ever seen. Let me give the background of this flight. I was sitting in economy for an hour and a half flight around 11 a.m. There was a family, mom, dad, and young kid in front of my wife and I. First event, the mom and young kid immediately and with force reclined their seats into us. The mom forced the kid to recline their seat even though the kid was four years old at most and wasn't even using the recline. The mom gave me nasty looks because when she forcefully reclined her seat, it slammed into my knees and probably hurt her back. We didn't say or do anything and just kept to ourselves. Second event, the kid was kicking the guy's seat in front repeatedly, not just innocently kicking but pounding on the seat. Third event, the kid was watching movies with no headphones on the flight. The kid continued to do this until a flight attendant noticed and told them that they needed headphones. The mom was angry at the flight attendant. Fourth event, the mom was complaining she was cold or something, so the dad stood up and turned off the air that the people in front of them were using. He didn't ask them. I thought this was very rude. Fifth event, the kid slash mom started to reach back and close our window shade. It was daytime and no sun was directly shining in. Most people had their window shades open. We reopened it about three times in a row because we had paid for a window seat and wanted to look out the window as we were flying over somewhere new with cool landscape. After the fourth time, the mom turned around and got mad at us for keeping it open, stating that her kids needed to sleep. We told her it was our window and would be keeping it open. We told her she could unrecline her kid's seat and the window would no longer be in her eyes as the seat would block it. She didn't do this and was very angry with us. Note, the kid fell asleep anyway after the flight attendant made everyone open their windows for landing too. You know, maybe they would have like some kind of argument if this was like an early morning 6 hour flight, but OP said this was an hour and a half flight. So like, I'm sorry but your kid's sleep isn't very important when it's just an hour and a half. If you took off at 1pm, you're there at 2.30. You still got countless hours in the day to have nap time later. Our next story is, Entitled Mom cuts the line and yells in a lady's face on plane. My family just got off of our flight home and I couldn't wait to write this. We were in the first 10 rows of the plane waiting for the doors to open. Only a few people had the chance to get up when this woman races to the front. At the same time, another passenger was getting up and this lady cut her off before she could even stand. This passenger, a lady, calls her out. I was a few rows behind so I couldn't hear what she said, but it was enough for this entitled woman to whip around and scream in her face, I'm sorry, I didn't have time to wait. My daughter's with a stranger while I've been stuck in Florida for two days. She says this while screeching at this lady so loud that the whole flight quiets down for a second. My mom and I are watching this from a few rows back in astonishment. Like, you still have to wait for baggage claim. And what did we just watch? All my mom says is, Karen, before she looks back at her phone. Couldn't agree more, mom. 
honestly, unless like something literally extremely justifiable happens to cause me to act out that way, I would never have it in me to ever Karen out in such a way. So whenever I'm in a public place and I happen to witness a Karen-like behavior like this, it's always so shocking because I just can't fathom how you can be such... I don't know, an easily worked up person to be so livid over something so dumb. Our next story is, Entitled Mother Thinks Her Kid Can Do Whatever He Wants With No Consequences. Names have been changed for privacy. About three years ago, my dad got married to Entitled Stepmother and they moved in with us, along with their kids, Billy, 5-year-old male, and her three daughters, Sam, 13-year-old female, Sydney, 17-year-old female, and Kelly, 19-year-old female. As a 16-year-old who was already living with three other siblings and my dad, other siblings aren't relevant to the story, this wasn't something any of us were happy about, but we didn't really have a choice. From the start, I realized that Billy was an entitled brat, and his mother did nothing but enable him. He would steal my stuff, including multiple times in which he stole my phone and I missed the bus in the morning because my phone is my alarm. He would also throw a tantrum anytime he didn't get exactly what he wanted. I talked to my dad about this and he said that I had full authority to discipline him when there are no parents in the house. I say parents specifically because while Kelly was technically in charge of babysitting when the parents were gone. Her and Sydney would just sit in their room and either smoke weed or drink most days, completely ignoring everything else going on in the house, which I have plenty of stories about that as well, which left the rest of us to make sure nobody died and the house didn't burn down. This specific incident, I watched Billy try to take my computer from my desk. When I tried to say something to him, he immediately burst into a fit about how it wasn't fair that I got a computer and he didn't and that he wanted a turn, I tried to explain to him that I needed the computer for schoolwork I was working on, but when I tried to tell him to give me the computer back, he just completely flipped out and ended up breaking my computer. I was livid at this point, but trying to keep my composure the best I can, admittedly not doing a great job of it, I told him to go sit in his room until I got a hold of my dad to figure out what he wanted me to do. I couldn't get a hold of my dad, and when I called my stepmom, she immediately defended him and started berating me for even thinking about disciplining him. When they finally got home, she completely flipped out, telling me that I was grounded because I had no right to try and discipline her child and I was completely out of line. But still, not a single consequence for the child that just broke my $500 computer that I now have to replace myself. I know darn well at this point I'm not getting any help with that. I tried to talk to my dad, but he just took her side to avoid conflict. My dad is very non-confrontational, so this wasn't a surprise. Things like this continued to happen, and anytime I did what my dad told me to do, I was called a bully and punished, and Sam would even go as far as to take the five-year-old impressionable child aside and tell him how horrible I am and to not listen to anything I say because I'm just a bully. Eventually, my dad started to take my side, but that didn't really help much when all five of the other people involved, Sydney and Kelly were not involved with the situation and were often defending Billy and others, would defend Billy until it killed them. This was just one story that was honestly kind of mild compared to some other stuff that's happened with that family, as they're all insane and narcissistic people, but I don't really remember as many specific details about other things that happened as much as I do this one. 
Probably because it cost me half a grand. I'm proud to say that I left that house within six months of the situation, and I'm no contact with my entire stepfamily and low contact with my dad. Even though he isn't the problem, it's nearly impossible to contact him without my stepmom also being involved, so that's why I've gone low contact with him. I'm now at university and doing well, and I'm extremely grateful that my bio mom is as helpful and supportive as she is. Well, at least somebody's helpful and supportive to OP. I feel awful for OP having to put up with all these people that clearly don't care about OP's feelings, space, or possessions. This is definitely one of those situations, I think, where OP lands on their feet and immediately cuts all these people off because they treated OP like utter dirt under their boots the whole time. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. 